millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come one, come all. World Soccer, Soc Radio. Right here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks to you for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher. Check out the glorious website known as WorldSoccerTalk.com featuring all of that fantastic soccer journalism that you love so much. All of those beautiful writers, a part of WorldSoccerTalk.com. You can also listen to the show on WorldSoccerTalk.com. My name is Nate Abarea. Tweet me with the love mail and the hate mail you been doing such a fantastic job on the Twitter sphere over the last couple of weeks. It's been really, really good in the last couple of weeks. Now that the Women's World Cup is over, now that Copa America is over, we're going to move into the Gold Cup, and we're getting ready for European club seasons to return. Major League Soccer is going to start hitting its home stretch. Keep the momentum going, folks. Keep the Twitter sphere live at Nate. WST at World Soccer Talk and at Sports Byline USA for updates on this show. Our guest today in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, it's one Nick Gieber. That's right. Without Nick Gieber, I probably would not be sitting here doing this show right now. A true pioneer of soccer radio in America. A man that you heard right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network for a number of years as the host of what was then known as World Soccer Radio. We're going to talk with Nick about our mutual interest which is of course liverpool football club we're gonna have a great liverpool discussion but we're also going to open by talking about the women's world cup everyone's still on that women's world cup high after the usa did work up in vancouver on sunday against the japanese with that 5-2 victory carly lloyd legend absolutely legend how entertaining was the women's world cup final on a historic level nick Eber, very much a conscious historian when it comes to the game of soccer how historic was that women's world cup final between the usa and japan and the question that a number of people have raised yours truly over the last day it's one that a lot of people don't want to hear are we just going to go back to not caring about women's soccer until 2019 i sure hope not we shall see. We'll get Nick Keeper's opinion on the other side of this break as World Soccer Talk Radio on Broadcasting Network. Are 
Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast streamed to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at fubo.tv slash radio right now. F-U-B-O TV slash radio. And start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSV, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. You're running your business, and we at Wix.com know things can get stressful. But creating your website doesn't have to be. With Wix, you can create a professional website all by yourself. It's easy and free. You don't have to be a programmer. Just drag and drop everything into place. It's your website, your style. Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your own stunning website today. It's easy and free. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks to you for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher, and checking us out at worldsoccertalk.com. My name is Nate Abarea. Tweet me at NateWST. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk. Our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, it is a great privilege to have this man on, a true pioneer of soccer radio in America, a familiar voice to so many of us. Mr. Nick Gieber. Nick, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm very well, Nate. How are you doing? It's great to hear you uh, on the show. You're doing a terrific job. 
Oh, I do do appreciate it, and and I mean it when I say that I probably would not be in this seat if it wasn't for you and and all the inspiration that you provided back in the day, listening to you on uh, on Sirius and the old World Soccer Daily and and all the good stuff back with Fox, and and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. And uh, a lot of people curious as to as to what you're up to uh, these days on on a soccer front. Some of the most interesting stuff well, uh, over the last. Over the last few days uh, has has been relating to the women's World Cup, and and this is this is actually just you know following following on Facebook and Twitter and such. But you've had some very interesting takes on the women's World Cup, and and I'm curious just to start this thing, how would you sum up women's World Cup Canada 2015? Entertaining. Entertaining and and what uh, would you when we look at the final on on a historic level was that the most entertaining I love that you used the word entertaining was that the most entertaining World Cup final on a men's or women's side of all time Oh uh, look uh, I don't know about that it certainly ranks right up there in terms of just entertaining finals matches. Um, you know, the, the discussion really is, what are we comparing here? I've been to uh, uh, some, um, some minor league games that are very entertaining. I've been to some uh, big youth tournaments where the finals are very entertaining. I mean, look, football is a wonderful game, and when you get two teams that come out to play with good, skilled players, it, it, it's very entertaining. I think it's dangerous to go down the path a little bit that we're going down uh, with all the euphoria over the U.S. win in that there's a massive difference between the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup, and uh, we're going to see with the Gold Cup kicking off today uh, just how different the men's game is. Well, you transition into something that a lot of people don't want to talk about, and so let's talk about it right now, and that's something that, that a few people are raising, and that is that you go back to 1999, you talk about the euphoria of a U.S. Women's World Cup win. I mean, this is great, but it still doesn't match where we were at when Brandy Chastain scores the penalty kick and rips off the jersey at the Rose Bowl in 1999. That was the epitome of euphoria. Then came the WUSA, the Women's League, that lasted a year before it folded, and the disaster that was the 2003 World Cup as a result of SARS. Uh, in, in the Far East, uh, and and slowly women's soccer, it, it, sorry to be too harsh here, but went to the wayside for, for a while. And what are we going to do as as fans of the game, and, and what is the, the women's game going to do to prevent that from happening again here? Because there's so much euphoria going on right now, but our people... To put this bluntly, are people going to go back to not caring about women's soccer until maybe World Cup 2019? Well, I think they're going to go back to not caring about women's soccer. I mean, look, there's a core of people that love it and follow it and do all of that, and, and God bless them. Uh, that's their game. That's what's so beautiful about football is that you can find a niche and, and it's your game. The mistake that was made after 99 was trying to translate or equate the number of uh, viewers for the final, the number of people in the stands for the women's, uh, uh, the, you know, that the women drew, uh, to thinking that would transition over to a viable women's league. And, and I think we can see here in the States just how difficult it is for soccer leagues to take off effectively. Um, you know, MLS 
has spent the, the better part of two decades uh, trying to get it right. Uh, many people think that they have, and, and some people think they haven't. But what is undeniable is that after all that time, the attendance in the stands is great, but the television attendance is not. Uh, the television viewership numbers are still poor, although improving, in fairness. Uh, and, and that's really the prime driver. Uh, so, uh, look, people in America are very patriotic, and they come out uh, and they support their national team as they should. Uh, they love it, and I think they got a great show from the, from the U.S. women who really well deserve to win that tournament. But is that going to equate to anything other than a bit of a doldrums until the Olympics in two years? I don't think so. I, don't think so. I think we'll get over this. I think uh, in two years the Olympics will come up or come around again. Uh, there'll be interest. Uh, um, there'll be interest from everybody uh, about the U.S. women's team, and, uh, and then two years later it'll be the World Cup. It's one of those things. I think the interest is in the national team as, it is, as opposed to sort of some uh, non-district league that is uh, barely has a. I don't even think has a TV deal at this point. Well, Nick, Nick Gieber, you are definitely a, a solutions-oriented person, and, and I, I like to think of myself as one here, too. So based on, on what you just said there, and, and it's spot on as far as the, the, the patriotic attitude is what yields these TV numbers uh, in in so many ways, that Americans will, will get behind anything when, when the Stars and Stripes are involved. What can be done to, I mean, is it more international matches? Is it finding more ways for, for the U.S. women uh, to be in the spotlight? What, what's going to be, what, what's a solution that you can think of to prolong this, whether we want to call it prolonging the euphoria or even building something for the future to have something sustainable uh, for the women's game? What do you think a, a logical solution could actually be? Well, Nate, what do you mean by sustainable? I mean, that's really the question because, uh, in my opinion, winning the Premier Ladies, uh, or uh, no disrespect, meant the women's, women's uh, football event, um, you know, that's some pretty good momentum. If you're talking about somehow managing to provide a product in between big international tournaments that will keep people interested and, and keep the women's team in the forefront, um, I'm not quite sure what that is, to be fair. Um, you know, I, I just don't think... Uh, women's friendly games just don't draw that many uh, viewers. Uh, don't draw, draw that many viewers, and there'll be a bump because of the World Cup win, as there should be. Um, but I think, look, it's a harsh reality. In America, uh, we know that our primary men's league is not considered one of the top world league. Uh, one of the top world leagues. Uh, it is improving for sure, but it's not there yet. So you want to watch the best product in the world, you'll turn on the Premier League or La Liga or Serie A or whatever, what have you and watch it. Um, and it's the same situation. I mean, I just think it's going to be a very hard sell to upsell a women's professional football league. Uh, they've been trying it since 99. It hasn't succeeded yet. I don't think it'll succeed. I think what U.S. soccer has to do is to keep putting money into the women's soccer development program and try to find some bridge between college players, uh, you know, because the co colleges are very fertile ground for uh, women's soccer because, obviously, with Title IX, it's, it's, it's a great sport to give a lot of scholarships and to really develop the talent. But going from the college uh, soccer ranks to to what's next is really the question. There isn't sort of this interim, and that's why they developed the new, uh, the, the current professional league, which is essentially underwritten almost entirely by the national associations of uh, the United States, Canada, and Mexico. 
Well, uh, Nick, uh, we, we got a, about a couple of minutes here before we got to head to a break with you. And, and I got to ask you about your native land and, and the English women, the lionesses, who with, with this incredible performance at Canada 2015. And we're talking about, you know, using words like sustainability and, and promotion of, of the women's game on the international level. I talked with people during the Women's World Cup in England who had no idea that the Women's World Cup even existed. They're asking me about Copa America, and I, and I was joking about this with our good friend Cardiff Krishnayer yesterday here on the show that, yeah, like, hey, guys, your, your women are, are in the semifinals. This is an incredible story. Then comes this tweet uh, from, from the official England FA Twitter account yesterday saying that now the women can go back to being mothers, partners, and daughters, but they're also heroes. What do you make of that tweet that uh, came across as quite sexist uh, to a lot of people, and what does it say about the women's game in England? Well, uh, I think the tweet uh, on, on the face of it seems uh, awful and sexist and disrespectful to the women that really uh, played their hearts out. And, and, and let me just clarify a few things I've said. These are terrific athletes who have dedicated their lives to the game. So, I mean, I, I think what they're doing is, is, is terrific. Um, but I, I think that tweet was taken a little bit out of context. Apparently, that tweet linked back to an article um, on, uh, uh, on I think it was the uh, FA's website uh, that talked about the backstory for a lot of these players. And apparently, much of that article was subsequently edited out. So it didn't really make a lot of sense. So I think the tweet maybe was taken a bit out of context. But look, at the end of the day, I mean, that is a level of sexism that's going to have to, that's going to, have to be addressed. Well, absolutely. And uh, hey, when when the president of FIFA, Mr. Sepp Blatter, and and pretty much none of his cronies are are even present for this thing, that also speaks volumes about how FIFA is viewing the tournament. There, there's a lot of positives and quite a lot of negatives actually to take out of this Women's World Cup, and and comparing, contrasting a whole lot of things. Really enjoyed uh, Bobby McMahon's take on uh, on this whole thing back last week. Feeling very mixed uh, as a as a proud Canadian resident. Uh, the Scottish-born Bobby McMahon talking about how he was had very mixed feelings about Canada's performance as a host, about how FIFA still views the women's game, but a whole lot of positives to take away from this tournament as well. And from an American point of view, the positive, number one, of course, being that the U.S. ladies are champions with that incredible 5-2 victory over Japan. We are going to take a break here on World Soccer Talk Radio. More with Nick Gieber on the other side of that break. And we are talking about our mutual interest, Liverpool Football Club. Raheem Sterling, greedy, delusional little boy or rational, hungry, professional young man? That and more. Stay with us. Are you sick and tired of paying more than a hundred bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1. 
Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to Fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at Fubo.tv slash radio right now. F ubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSV, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now, this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Are you tired of network announcers who are clearly pulling for the other team? Check out Rabble.tv, a new kind of television experience where you are in control of the audio. Rabble.tv allows users like you to broadcast your insights and opinions about sports and entertainment, free from the restraint of network predictability. Rabblers are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. Mute your TV and do your own play-by-play, provide running commentary, or just banter with your buddies. Or you can listen to other fans who love your team as much as you do. It's live. It's new. It's Rabble. Rebel.tv. Nate Abarea and Nick Gieber back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And check us out at WorldSoccerTalk.com. Mr. Gieber, it is time to talk about our mutual interest. Well, we, we, we've got a few mutual interests, but I think this one definitely takes the cake as far as our passion levels. I speak, of course, of our beloved Reds, the Scousers, Liverpool Football Club. I don't really know where the best place to start would be because it's such an odd off-season uh, for Liverpool coming off the, the come down that was 2014-2015 after, after just missing out on the title in the season prior. So I'm going to start with the one that around the world and especially in England and on Merseyside has yielded the most passionate and in many cases quite hateful uh, conversation, actually, from a lot of people. Uh, I'm very curious to hear your take on this young man, Raheem Sterling. 
I teased it as, as we went to break. Greedy, delusional little boy or rational, extremely hungry, professional young man. Or perhaps somewhere right in between. Do you see Raheem Sterling being a Liverpool player for this entire season? Moving beyond that, do you see him being a Liverpool player? And what have you made of, of the last four months or so for Raheem Sterling with all the contract talks and, and the deal with the agent? Well, you know, I don't see him remaining a Liverpool player. Uh, and I think the biggest reason I can give you for that is the fact that Liverpool spent, what, £40 million already on new players, give or take. Um, and, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, they're not really want to do that without having some sort of turn in terms of uh, players that are sold off to offset the expenditures. And, and the biggest asset they have right now is, of course, Raheem Sterling. I mean, they sold uh, Aspas to Sevilla. They sold uh, Sebastian Coates finally to Sunderland. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, pennies compared to the $44 million they spent on, uh, you know, Firmino, Mil- uh, Milner was a free transfer, but uh, Nathaniel Klein, uh, Joe Gomez. I mean, they spent a lot of money. Of course, $28.7 million for Firmino is, is a massive amount. And that just tells me that Sterling's on his way. And, uh, you know, I'm all right with that. How do you feel about him, uh, the, the way this has all gone down? Have you, have you had a problem with it at all? It's been really interesting getting you know, former Liverpool players' takes on it. Jamie Carragher with some of the most candid statements uh, of all. Stevie Nichol actually back here uh, in the States for ESPN FC has had some very harsh words uh, for Raheem Sterling. Have you had a problem at all uh, with how he and his agent have, have gone about this whole thing? Yeah, I think it's been very heavy-handed. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think they've got a very exciting uh, young player uh, that seems to be on the, uh, on the upswing. But, you know, in, in this day and age, in, in, in the game today, uh, the idea of a player coming through uh, as a youngster or, or, or being, at a player from a young, uh, being there as a player from a young age and staying there uh, doesn't line the pockets of agents. Uh, and so they are fully motivated to move him. Uh, and I think there's some, some discomfort in the relationship between Sterling and Brendan Rodgers. I think if Brendan Rodgers had, had been replaced uh, in the offseason, uh, Sterling may have stayed. But, you know, look, I, I, I'm one of these guys. I, I don't particularly have a great soft spot in my heart for players who are linchpin players on a team uh, complaining that they're leaving because they're not winning anything, when in fact winning is up to them to do. And I don't think <laughs> Raheem Sterling really showed up last season. I thought he had a very disappointing season. He really wasn't there in the big games when he needed to be. And yes, it was a disappointing season overall. If he doesn't want to be there, just move him on. Take the money and get players that do. That's, that's my take on it. I think Liverpool have a, have a horrible track record of signing really good players and, and having them turn to nothing. Uh, that's been really the, the track record over the years. I mean, we all look at Man United and, and Pogba, uh, but you know that's been a that's been a bit of a tradition the last uh, six or seven years of Liverpool for those situations to uh, to happen. Uh, but I say move him, get get young players that want to come in. Look, I'm still concerned that they haven't replaced. Uh, that the, the, in terms of a reliable striker, I mean, Firmino's an attacking midfielder. Yeah, he'll score goals, uh, but he's really just going to replace the goals that were scored by uh, Sterling. I still think Liverpool are going to have a problem scoring goals next season unless they make some other moves. 
Well, I've got to agree with you, and, and I said this on the World Soccer Talk podcast uh, with, with Nick Webster and Robin Burt, actually, about, I think it was a couple of months ago, talking all about this Raheem Sterling stuff, and I said that Raheem Sterling, all this money that he's demanding, and, and his agent, A.D. Ward, and, and all the money that they're demanding, he owes everything he gets most of what he gets, in my opinion, to Luis Suarez. Because without Luis Suarez, Raheem right. Sterling would not have this overrated status. Everything that Raheem Sterling and his agent, A.D. Ward, are basing these demands on is from the 2013-2014 Premier League season when Luis Suarez and Daniel Sturridge opened up so much space for that young man to work. And suddenly, without Suarez, and, and for the majority of the season, without Sturridge in 2014-2015, he was a completely different player. And, and as you said, he, he was a subpar player in in many, many a games. And I mean, w- would you label him? I know this is such a, a, a varied term that can sometimes be misused or, or overused. But would you label Raheem Sterling right now as, as a quote unquote overrated player, Nick? Yes, I think very much so. And I think what his agents done is recognize the fact that, you know, it was a bit of lightning in a bottle two seasons ago with Sterling, as you pointed out, with Suarez and Sturridge opening up so much space for him to operate. Um, and that if he stays at Liverpool, the chances of him having another mediocre season are high. And if that's the case, his value is going to do nothing but plummet. So you need to sell him now while his value is still high, while the 2014 season is still fresh in everybody's mind. And, and I think that, that has a lot to do with it. And then again, you know, look, they're, they're replacing him with a, a, a sort of similar type of player in Firmino, uh, another one who last season scored, you know, seven goals for Hoffenheim. Uh, and that gets me worried. I just don't know. I'm happy to have Firmino. He's a great player. But I'm concerned that Liverpool are glossing over the main problems they have, which is a striker. They have a multitude of midfielders, but reliable goal scoring. When they had Sturridge and Suarez both firing on all cylinders, they were unstoppable. Uh, They would make up for a lot of defensive problems uh, by scoring goals to cover it up, which you need to do. Um, and but with Sturridge's uh, injury record and the not having replaced Suarez with at least a regular goal scorer, um, you know I, I think it's just more of the same. Well, two minutes left here before we got to head to break, Nick. So I'm sure we'll we'll continue this uh, in in the next segment. But that's something that a lot of of, of native scousers are throwing out. Folks in England are throwing this out, and people around the world are starting to ask this question. And that is the one that gets me a little, gets the blood boiling a little bit. And that is that our Liverpool, are are the the front office, the owners, the manager, everyone, are are Liverpool satisfied with mediocrity? I don't, I don't believe they are, but I think ownership is pragmatic, and they're not just going to throw uh, hundreds of millions of U.S. dollars down a, an open sinkhole. I think they want to see results. They want to see returns. And, um, and, and I just don't know that they're able or willing to maintain the same level of investment uh, that uh, Manchester City or a Chelsea are doing. And, and you can look at Arsenal, um, pardon me, you can look at Manchester United and see they at this point also having some struggles to keep up with the, uh, keep up with the Joneses or the Abramoviches. <laughs> the Joneses or the Abramoviches, exactly. Uh, Nick, un- under 60 seconds left. Uh, so, so real quickly, Brendan Rodgers, do you see him making it through this season? Will it be his last season? What do you think is going to happen with Brendan uh, I think if Liverpool finish top four, he stays. If not, he goes. It's that simple. He'll make it through the season. No top four, no Brendan Rodgers moving forward. You heard it right here from Nick Gieber. 
hey, I'm sure that's definitely in, in the ownership's eyes and, quite frankly, even in millions of supporters' eyes with the way things are at right now, top four would be a monumental achievement for Liverpool the way we're looking at things going in to the 2015-2016 Barclays Premier League season. More on Liverpool Football Club and the career of Nick Gieber on the other side of this break. Talk about what Nick's up to these days in both the soccer and poker worlds. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay with us. Howdy folks, Colonel Sanders here to keep you company on the drive home. My $5 fill-up with chicken tenders and all-new FLG sauce is precision engineered to drive hunger clear across the county line. It'll cause an 11-car pileup of herbs and spices in your mouth. With mashed potatoes, a cookie, and a drink for just $5. We're late for eating. Better step on it. Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's finger-licking good. Limited time offer. Pricing and participation may vary. Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you are now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242 Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway, and let us hear what you think. Rabble.tv. Mm. 
my goodness, Dom Jimenez back aboard the mothership in San Francisco. Funky engineer just drinking some tasty funk shakes back there in the city by the bay. Glorious, glorious stuff. Keep up the good work, sir. Nate Haberea back here with Nick Gieber on World Soccer Talk Radio. Wrapping up our discussion on our beloved Reds Liverpool Football Club. It's top four or bust for Brendan Rodgers. I think that's pretty much the, the absolute truth. And i got to ask you now, Mr. Gieber, how did you become a, a Liverpool fan way back when? Oh, it goes back long, many, many years. Um, I was born and raised in, in London, and uh, most of my friends that I went to school with were all big Arsenal supporters whose parents in various iterations uh, served on the board of directors of Arsenal, etc., etc. And we used to go to uh, a lot of uh, events at, uh, at Highbury. And uh, I remember uh, going down there one day and seeing, uh, it had to be in the uh, early 70s, and seeing uh, Arsenal get uh, very well and truly uh, beaten by Liverpool. And, uh, and the club just stuck in me ever since then, from a, a child on, on to today. Uh, part of it was to spit in the eye of my friends. Uh, <laughs> there's a sort of certain joy that one gets in that, I suppose. Uh, but I, beca- I, you know, I, I became a supporter and, and have been ever since and I've seen the club go through its glory days and its tragedies and uh, it's, it, it's been a, a roller coaster ride of passion. I don't know what else to say. Well, uh, do, you, do, you find, do you find joy in, in antagonistic behavior uh, to this day? Because it sounds like that, that was a cornerstone of your, your origins with Liverpool Football Club and, and dealing with, with all your Arsenal mates. Is, is that something that, that you've carried on for, for the years that followed? Oh, yeah. You know, if you can't needle people and do it well, you've got no business doing it at all. Uh, but uh, it, is, it is fun to get a rise out of people. It's probably what drew me to a career in media. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it does tend to make uh, for good TV or good radio when you can uh, get people's passions up uh, and uh, get them wanting to throw something at the telly or, or, or call into the uh, guest line and tell you what a knob you are. Uh, I've had all those things happen many times, and, uh, and that, to me, equates to success. Absolutely gospel truth from Nick Gieber, and it transitions perfectly into what I wanted to talk uh, about uh, with you now, Nick, and that is your, your start in radio, how, how you got your start in radio, and, and where the passion uh, for, for media work in general, but specifically for the airwaves, and I know you've done extensive TV work over the years, but specifically in regards to radio, talk about your start and, and where the passion came from. Well, you know, I've always uh, loved football, so it's always been a big part of my life. And um, back in the uh, late 90s, I was uh, an executive in the corporate world, and I was uh, uh, running, I was executive vice president of marketing for a fairly big company, uh, a big national, actually international company. Uh, And um, we were doing a lot of radio advertising uh, locally as we had a local bank that we owned as part of the part and parcel of of, of our stuff in uh, Southern California. And um, uh, we did a big media buy with the Angels, California Angels, and I got to know the guys at Fox Radio because that was part of it. And uh, shortly thereafter, I was... uh, I, I left the company as part of a top-level management shake-up, uh, and I had a bit of a golden parachute and a lot of time on my hands. And the guys at Fox approached me and said, uh, have you ever thought about uh, talking about football? This was a year or so before the, the World Cup in '02, And um, I said, no. And they said, how do you like to try it? I said, sure. So that's, <laughs> that's, how, it, that's how it started. 
Well, absolutely. And uh, what what would you, if you had any advice for for young aspiring broadcasters, and and I want to preface this by saying that I've heard the story a few times in in old interviews with you, and and you told it a few times back uh, on the old uh, you know Fox Football Friday and and back on World Soccer World Soccer Daily, and that was how you you guys down in L.A. Had uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it was a, a six in the morning Sunday show once a week uh, talking talking soccer. The the as you put it a few times, the highly coveted uh, Sunday six a.m. time slot. And and what advice off of that would you have for young aspiring broadcasters trying to cut their teeth in in the soccer world, and especially when you think of the fact that it's changed so much since then, and there's so many more opportunities uh, for, for soccer, radio, and television work, but what, what advice would you have uh, for young broadcasters as far as how to get started and how to really get motivated for this stuff? Well, you know, I suppose that the best advice I could give would be to just find, find out what you're passionate about and stay with it. And you know, for me personally, it's don't ever take yourself too serious, seriously. I mean, one of the... Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, that's always struck me, one of the big differences between football in, in, in Europe, for example, and, and football here in, in the States is, uh, you, you know, it, it's dealt with in a sort of very austere manner here, and it, there's a great deal of gravitas that's always, uh, that's always applied to the game in its analysis and everything else. But really what, to me, what makes football so fun isn't even the 90 minutes that your team plays once a week, because God knows that could be bloody awful, especially if you're following Liverpool as, uh, as, as we do. Um, you know, it, it, it's what happens off the field in the, in the, the other the other six days of the week. It's, it's the soap opera that surrounds it. That's what makes that's what makes it so interesting for me. And I still feel in America that's a large part of what's missing in the coverage. A lot of people ask me about NBC's television coverage of the Premier League, which is superb on a technical basis, there's no doubt about it. But I think in many degrees it, it lacks a lot of that sort of edginess, maybe, that, that uh, Fox brought to the Premier League, albeit it was, uh, it was not as well produced, and you can argue that the punditry wasn't as good. Um, but it's that, it's that sort of light-hearted, it's a soap opera. I still think people have yet to get that that's what makes it so much fun, is the soap opera. Well, I remember actually uh, it was a few months back, and we had an interesting uh, dialogue between us and a few other people joining in. This was uh, this was on Facebook, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but it was in regards uh, to some of your comments on on NBC's Premier League coverage, and you were very complimentary about a number of aspects of it. But then you basically called it, in a lot of ways, boring and and lacking a, an edge. And, and we were making jokes, you know, uh, they're they're the boring girl in school that's that's way smarter than everybody. Fox Fox was the hot girl and, and had everything going. Going, but didn't have he didn't have the substance. I mean, there, there's this edge missing, and and I see that so much. And and is that here here in America? It it's so ironic because with all of our other sports, with every other league in America, every other sport in America, that's what you're talking about is a cornerstone of coverage. Yeah. I mean, the, the National Football League, 12 months a year, has just nonsense going on, and it's all over every network with the off-the-field stuff. People don't realize the National Football League season is like, you know, two and a half, three months of, of the entire year, and yet we're talking about it 12 months with all the stuff off the field. How do you think that can that, that can be attained by, by NBC? And even in regards 
to Major League Soccer? How can Major League Soccer boost the the, the off the field buzz? What what can be done to improve what we're talking about here? Well, I think they've made a, a great steps, great strides, certainly in um, uh, certainly in the last uh, ten, twelve years. You know, I've got a great story for you. You, you talked uh, uh, in the first segment that we were on together about Seth Blatter and some of the unkind remarks he made towards uh, women's football. Uh, actually, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, Stephen Cohen and myself were, were the guys that actually got that interview from him before anybody else did. Uh, and we interviewed him uh, around uh, the time, I want to say the, there was a women's, maybe in the Women's World Cup was here in the States. Uh, but we, we went up to the top floor of the hotel and we were ushered in by a very uh, austere Swiss gentleman who showed us into a large suite where there was no one there except for uh, my radio partner and myself and a tape recorder. And then we hear a flushing sound and a sort of door opens and out comes Seth Blatter drying his hands from the bathroom in the hotel suite. And we sat down and had an interview for about two and a half hours with no handlers, with no, with, with no list of questions beforehand, with nothing. And uh, that was the interview in which he started talking about how Dior should, uh, should uh, design the women's uh, football outfits and all that sort of stuff. A week later, we interviewed Don Garber at what was then the Home Depot Center. And prior to that meeting, uh, we had to provide a list of questions, uh, what uh, they told us, topics that were off limits to talk about with Don Garber. Uh, and when we actually did the interview with him, there were four or five handlers around him. Now, that is a great difference uh, just in the way they approach it. Now, I will say this. I think Don Garber's done a great job with the league, and he has changed. They've changed their whole approach. But the league has to be more hands-off on certain things like that. Because they're a single entity, they tend to be very, very controlling as to the, the story that gets out to the public. And I think they have to let that get out more and more, because that's truly what the public wants. Uh, that's what pe- keeps people uh, engaged with their team uh, outside of just the 90 minutes on the pitch. Do you think the, the stories that you just told are, are incredible? And as much as I want to jump on on the bladder one, I got to jump on the ladder of the story with Don Garber and, and what that story that you just told represents because the immediate logical thing that you jump to is, well, what do you guys have to hide? And then there's always this kind of suspicion of, you know, whether it's the single entity structure and, and all the, the control from from the base or from high up. I can't help but wonder when I hear stories like that. And this is, you know, we're talking, you know, upwards of 10 years ago, but it carries on to this day of people keep using that word transparency. We, do, we just want more transparency. And I, I see very little progress as far as transparency in Major League Soccer. And again, the story that you just told is, is from nearly a decade ago, and I don't think it's changed that much. Do you think there's, there's skeletons in the closet for all intents and purposes? I mean, are there things that, that Don Garber and Major League Soccer don't want us to know? No, I, I, I don't think so. Well, I mean, are there things they don't want you to know? Certainly. But, you know, I, I would suggest that it's the same you're going to get interviewing any uh, CEO of any large international or, 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 or national corporation. They're going to want to control their image, control their message. Uh, and, and, and that's what you get with MLS because it is one company. It is a single entity that owns all these teams. Now, I, I'm not necessarily slagging off single entity, I think the fact that we still have MLS as a vibrant growing league is as a result of the single entity and some of these controls that they've put in place in a very competitive marketplace. But yeah, I think it is time to start let, start let, um, 
start to let go a little bit and to let the league move on some of its own momentum. And, and I think they're doing that slowly, but probably not quick enough for most people. Nick Gieber, we have got two minutes left here with you. Please tell the good listeners of World Soccer Talk Radio what you're up to these days. What's going on in, in the soccer world for you? I'm, I'm still have my fingers crossed that MLS Las Vegas uh, is, is going to come to fruition sometime. I think you're in line uh, to be the manager uh, of that team, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us how the, uh, how the poker front's going. What are you up to these days, sir? Well, I'm actually not involved in poker anymore. Uh, I haven't been for some time. Um, the uh, the poker world uh, has changed radically uh, with the with some of the federal regulations that uh, cut that uh, really clamped down on the on the business. Um, but I am uh, you know very involved in promoting soccer in Las Vegas. Uh, that's what I've been doing. I promoted a big major league soccer match back in February. I've got another one coming up in October. Not a major league soccer match, and another one again in February. So I'm doing a lot of match promotion and staying active on the media front and uh, doing everything I can to bring uh, high-level football to Las Vegas. Absolutely, and I remember it was, uh, it was the San Jose Earthquakes, actually, who went out uh, and played in, in that Vegas match that you were uh, a big part, on, big part of on the promotion side, and so look forward to uh, seeing the Quakes head out there again, hopefully sometime. Best of luck with all that. I love the, uh, the pushing of soccer in the state of Nevada. Come on, Las Vegas. You gotta love it. Nick Gieber, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Hope we can do it again soon sometime, and, and, and thank you for, for all the inspiration back in the day, and, and for, even, for even giving me caller of the day when I was 15 years old back on uh, on World Soccer Daily one time. I will never forget. I still have still have the uh, the Thinking Man's Guide uh, to the World Cup, the prize that I won for that Caller of the Day award, courtesy of you, Nick. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for your All time right. on the show, and uh, best of luck out there in Nevada, sir. Thanks, Nate. My pleasure. Anytime. Again, that was Nick Gieber, a true pioneer of soccer radio here in America. We are taking the express train home on the other side of this break. It's World Soccer Talk Radio. It's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay with us. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And your insurance may offer coverage. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800 521 I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable. Cut costs and get more. Call now. 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229, Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another huge thank you to Nick Gieber for joining us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, talking all about the Women's World Cup and the women's game and its popularity in both the U.S. and Great Britain, what that tweet really meant from the English FA. If you haven't seen it, Go on to Twitter, check out, uh, actually check out some fantastic writing from The Guardian uh, on that tweet from the England FA. Was it taken out of context? Was it sexist? Was it ridiculous? Uh, you, you could make cases for, for all three things. Great conversation about Liverpool and Raheem Sterling with Nick Webster and uh, all the best of, best of luck to, pardon me, Nick Gieber. On the, uh, Nick Webster, get out of the show. Come on now. You Uncle Fester lookalike. No, start in radio, passion for radio, advice to young sports broadcasters, all that good stuff. And will will Las Vegas ever have its own professional soccer scene? If Nick Gieber has something to say about it, it surely will. Best of luck to him with all his action out there in Las Vegas. CONCACAF Gold Cup getting underway for the USA. The U.S. men's national team taking on Honduras this evening. Come on, you Yanks. Jurgen, work some magic. USA, can they win the Gold Cup? We'll be talking all about that all week long. Till tomorrow, take care. My name is Nate Abarea for the gaffer, Christopher Harris, and the producer, Dom Jimenez. Cheers. Bye for now.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.